If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So many of us feel stuck and unsure of how to make positive changes in life. Journaling is a proven way of keeping yourself on track and creating lasting change. The How I Quit Alcohol Playbook will take you through 365 days of gratitude, daily affirmation, and loads of techniques to help you stay on track and head towards a clearer future. Head to the show notes or iquitalcohol.com.au to grab yourself a copy today. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol, Wednesday Soul Talks with the beautiful Sam Brown. How are you doing, Sam? I'm great. I'm great. The sun's back, the sun's shining, the ocean's warming up a little bit. Life is good. Tell me, what are you feeling right now? Ah, what's the word right now? I've dropped straight in. I feel calm, calm and grounded. Yeah. Beautiful, calm and grounded. I feel I'm just, hmm, my nervous system's a little on. It's a little bit, if I tune into my body, I can feel that kind of heat and that, and I feel, yeah, I wouldn't say calm, definitely not calm. But mm, ready to go, ready for action, I suppose. <laughs> so, anyway, it's always great to see you. You calm my nervous system just talking talking to you. So that's the great thing about doing a podcast. It's like you get kind of mini 
therapy sessions without having to pay for them. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy. I, you know, you know how much I love this work and I love sharing, you know, always from my own experience and what I've learned along the way. And yeah, if it helps anyone in any way, just, you know, us having these conversations, then yeah, what a blessing. I've been getting, I know you said that you got a couple of messages and I've had some, quite a few messages from people coming through just saying they're loving the soul talks. One person said that's like, that's her Wednesday sorted and just getting heaps of great comments from people saying they're really enjoying these convos and they're getting a lot out of them. So that's really awesome to hear. And I just love getting messages from people saying, you know, the podcast is helping me or, you know, they're just beautiful to receive because it also gives you the Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. I've received a lot of messages this week and it's, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, it's really humbling to just to know that when we share from this place of our own experience, how, you know, it just touches another in some way and it might just wake something up else up in someone. And if that helps to, you know, keep you going in the direction you want to move, then how beautiful is that? It's just, you know, just simply sharing. Mm, absolutely it's so beautiful it's such a great thing to be able to do I just also want to thank you for the last week's breath course with you the seven day breath course it was brilliant I just loved it it was interesting all the different emotions that came up each day even starting the day feeling like yeah this is great you know and then suddenly I'd be like you know snot flying everywhere and crying through (laughs) the session or or feeling resistance or feeling all the different things that came up and some really some stuff that came up that was really buried and it was quite amazing to witness what was coming up and just letting it kind of be there and I love your work you are Mm -hmm. bloody brilliant I wish I could have Sam Brown every day of my life Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it because, you know, that was really inspired by just my recent trip, what I noticed, and this journey was really about the journey back within, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. But it was just really inspired about, you know, where do we feel pain and suffering in our life? And I just really felt into it. The more distant we become from our own heart, the more pain and suffering we start to experience in our life, you know, this disconnection. And, uh, yeah, I really wanted to, you know, give the practices that support the understanding, but also give you, you know, the understanding of what's caused you to be blocked from your heart and what does it mean to be, you know, not in our centre, to really break all those bits down so it's not just, oh, you know, come back into your heart. It's like, well, where have you gone? If you're not there, where where are you? Where Why have you strayed? Uh, And then the practices are just so solid in, you know, cracking through that internal stuff that becomes trapped energetically, as you know. So that's, you know, that's a perfect way that you described it. It's not always about feeling amazing. It's about when we do this work, there is a cracking open internally that allows, you know, those bits that we've been hiding to be exposed and then they become a little bit sensitive and then, you know, it can be reflected in a bit of frustration or your anger might come up. Um, but that's the work, you know, being with whatever is there, feeling into and asking yourself, you know, what what is this feeling, what has this emotion got to show me in this moment? It's really what it's about, not avoiding, not stuffing down, but being with what is. Yeah, and being that's with what that journey, what was all about this what that week was uh, you know, coming back into your center, coming back home. You always say something really profound. You say multiple things that are really profound and all the journal prompting and everything like that. But one of the things you said in the meditation, which I then later posted on my Instagram, was I promised to never leave myself behind again. And I thought, oh, I got even if I say that now, I get covered in goosebumps. And I know Jessica in the group, I remember she commented on that that comment as well and it it was just such a beautiful 
beautiful statement. I promise to never leave myself behind again. Mm. Beautiful, Sam. Yeah, that really came from, you know, when I speak from that place, it's always coming from my own heart or my own experience. And and that was my experience growing up was, you know, there was so much pain that I really, I really left my own center because it felt like it was too painful to be there. So I sort of, I built these walls around myself and I portrayed this big ego of toughness and ferociousness and I have to say, not very nice at times, you know. I would say I had times in my life where I was very angry and very harsh. Um, You know, that was really my internal system to protect myself, but how that reflected out onto others was not very pleasant and not very kind. Mm. And, you know, then it was like I kept getting further away from myself, you know, then drugs and alcohol and everything else. And then it, it really did feel like this sense of, like, I've left myself, like, trying to be somebody, trying to block the pain, trying to not feel what I was feeling. I really left my center and was out in this void of disconnection. And then that's what I can see. I was like so disconnected from myself. And that's where the that's where the pain was because I was so confused. And there is this separation. If you're not in your heart, where are you? You're out in the, you know, your attention's pulled outside of yourself. And then it's it's just kind of floating in never, never land. So you're never feeling grounded. You're never feeling stable. You're never feeling safe. So that's what mm. it was for me. It's just like, oh, I promise not to do that again. I will always be grounded and centered in myself every single day. So I know myself at the deepest level. And in that place, I feel safe. I feel trust. I feel love. And there's no mm. better gift you can give to yourself, really. Just coming yeah. back to that place because... You know, as I say this all the time, you have everything that you're looking for in yourself. It's not found outside of ourself. And this is where the trap is, where we get lost. We think we need things and people and stuff outside of ourself. And there's no meaning in that stuff. You know, it's it's ever-changing. It's coming and going. There's no stability in it. The only thing we can ever be stable with is the, the, the stability we have within our own heart, you know, having that connection with ourselves. And that's what, you know, what we're here to talk about today is having that centre, finding our centre, that anchor. Mm-hmm. If you feel into that, like what does a an anchor do for a boat? It holds it in place, you know. And so the breath does that for us. It holds us in place in our heart. So we don't wander too far away. We don't get lost. We don't get off track. Um, it's, yeah, it is. We are always guided when we just come back within And the thing about this too, you know, it can be this elusive silence or, you know, stillness that feels like nothing, but it is in that nothing that contains the everything, you know. So I think that's a bit of a trap that people get in. It's like, oh, well, what is there? You know, if I sit down and be myself, I don't feel anything or there's nothing there. It's not like you're looking for anything. It's just like you're recharging, you know. It's like you're coming back to the source and recharging the battery. It's nothing to gain from it in that moment, you know. It how it shows up, and this I'll go into a bit of a story with this in a minute, but how this, this shows up in our life as if we're consistently anchored within ourselves and charging up from our own source, then when we come into challenging times in our life, then is when the magic happens. It, it shows up in our resistance or our resilience to the situation that we're being you know, that we're having at that time. And so I'll share a a pretty intense experience that I had in the moment that I knew the practice was working was uh, I'd taken my, 
what was he, 12 year old son at the time, and we took a flight to Vietnam. We had a big charity project going on. We were bringing water to schools and school equipment and, and books and bikes and all these things to this uh, village in the central highlands in Vietnam. And it was interesting. We went to catch the flight that night and the flight got delayed and I felt a little bit of unease in myself and I was getting a bit like ratty. I was getting a bit like, oh, why is the flight late? This is not good. We could have And I, I felt really unsettled. And anyway, we got on the flight and we flew just an hour up into the Central Highlands and uh, on landing, our plane actually lost its wheels or the wheels didn't come down. There was no wheels. So the plane actually landed and hit the tarmac nose first. And we just went skidding into this uh, tarmac in the middle of the fields in the pitch black <laughs> at about midnight oh in Vietnam. And so there's there's sparks and there's flames and the, everything in the plane goes pitch black. So are people all, screaming at this point? People You're scared. Are screaming and going ballistic, like tears. People are getting up out of their seat. People are crying, and it, it all just happened so fast. And all of a sudden, we came to a you know a grinding halt. And when I say grinding, it was an absolute grinding. Like that was the that's the sound that I can still feel into is the grinding of the you know the metal on the tarmac. We came to this halt and it was just like, what the hell's happened? And the next thing the pilots, you know, come on and he's like, evacuate, evacuate. And I'm like, holy shit, we're in an evacuation situation. And you know what? In that moment, I had my kid on my lap. I had a photographer with me and my Vietnamese partner who was on the project. And in that moment, I was just in this field of deepest calm. And I got up and I got Zai. And we walked out of our seat, you know, luckily we were at the front of the plane and we jumped onto that mat and slid out the the exit onto the tarmac. Um, And even through the whole thing, there was just this overwhelming sense of calm. I didn't get out of myself. I didn't get rattled. I didn't scream. I didn't freak out. I was just like (laughs) in that moment, I was like, wow, the practice really works. I'm so calm in this moment. (laughs) And I honestly was, that was the feeling. It wasn't fear. It wasn't chaos. I could see the chaos spinning around me with everyone else. But internally for me, I was so anchored. I was so calm and I just did what needed to be done in that moment. And I jumped out of that plane. I dropped my scarf and I was like, oh, that's my favorite scarf. I'll pick that back up again. And off I toddled down the tarmac while everyone's running. You know, we're we're kind of in fear that, you know, at that stage they thought the plane may have exploded. But it wasn't until, you know, then I got into the the, um, terminal and I was like, whoa, what just happened? But again, so, so calm. So that's this thing of like, it's, you know, finding our center is not just, you know, in the, in each present moment, but it's like we're building up this internal reservoir of internal strength. And that's what I felt in that moment. You know, when shit hits the fan or the plane hits the tarmac, you've got that internal strength to like deal with what life is throwing you in that moment. And it's just magical. It's just like, wow, 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 you know. Um, yeah, so even in the, in the airport that night, people coming up going, why are you so calm? I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I did know. I was like, well, it's because I've meditated for 20 years. But, um, yeah, that's it. It's, you know, you, you're not just kind of being in that funny center just to get something in that moment. It's what builds up internally over time that, that serves you for the rest of your life and all the experiences that are going to come and go. The more we practice this stuff, we are able to, either stop it in its tracks or stay calm, stay centered, or perhaps it doesn't last as long. And I guess, yeah, that's what I want to talk to you mostly about today was finding your center and how do we find it? 
And how do we keep it there? Especially when something draws us away from our center, when we have those moments where we feel centered and grounded, it's so shitty when something pulls you out of it and you're and you go with it. And thinking about you before you sort of before you found your center, before you really got into your practice, and how you said that you felt so distant from yourself and you were angry. And all. I can't even imagine Sam Brown being angry. Sam Brown to me is just, just like this happy little love ball. So to imagine you angry. Lucky he didn't see me 20 or 25 years ago. It wasn't quite the same. You know, I still innately, I knew I was that, but um, there was defence mechanisms and protection in place. What led you, what were the circumstances that got you to the point where you were so full of anger and and hatred and and being so distant from yourself? Um, So as a young child, I encountered sexual abuse and again it was that you know it was I was very young age and it happened multiple times Mm. um and what happened as a young child you don't know how to deal with that right you know something doesn't feel right so you push it down and this is where it comes into you know what I understand about depression now is that if we repress and suppress and oppress and depress this stuff and don't mm. deal with it and process it out of the system, it becomes trapped and blocked. And that's how I felt in myself. It became, I, you know, as I've said before, I hated myself so much. I felt so heavy and I felt so dark and I felt just, I didn't feel like me. That's the only way I can describe it. I, I just was so uncomfortable in my own being. Like I could, I just was not in my own skin. Like that's what it felt like. And so that was kind of the experience of this repression and suppression of stuff that hadn't been dealt with. And I tried to hold it down up until when I was about 18, 19, and then all of a sudden it just it just it flew out of me and that's when the anger and rage came out. And so after, you know, suppressing and depressing internally and doing my self-damage of, you know, self-hate and shame and all of the guilt and all that yucky that was internally building up, after having an internal for so long, then there was a, you know, a moment where it came out and that's where I was just like, fuck you, fuck the world, fuck everyone. Like that was my attitude. And I hated everyone and everything. And that's what happens is it's like this stuff contains an energetic hold, an energetic, you know, um, field. And it's either doing damage internally if we're holding it in, or if we're not processing it. And when it comes out, we're, we're chucking at everyone else basically. So I, I, I didn't understand that at the time. I just knew life was getting very messy and very out of control. And I I was just like, what is wrong with me? Like, and part of me knew it wasn't the real me, if that makes sense. And, and so then I, what I come to understand is that I built this ego to protect myself, this force field, and it felt like a brick wall around my heart. And I think I might have said this in a uh, chat before, is that when it broke down one day in me after doing practice and having this whole conversation with myself, similar to what I totally had, those the, the voice in the head, you know, one saying one thing and then the other part of me saying, well, who are you? Like, which one of us is real? And I was like, well, I'm real. And then it was like, well, who are you? And then that's in that moment, the, this ego, this protection fell down. So it actually felt like a wall crumbling down inside of me. And then what came out was like, oh, here you are. This is the real me. So I could, I saw with my own experience that I had built this thing, which wasn't me. And I was living through that. And that's where this anger and frustration and rage was coming from, was coming from this ego sense of self, which was not the, the real I. And, you know, at the time, that's what you do because you don't know how to deal with the pain. And all you know as a young child is that you don't want to feel it. 
So what do you do? You just try and push it down. But this, you know, we need to process this trauma through the system. It needs it needs to move through. And, you know, that's how I got on the path of meditation because, you know, I, I sensed in myself that doctors and everything they were saying was not making any sense to me. And I just had this deep knowing that I, I had to go within. And, you know, this is one of the greatest spiritual teachings of all time is that the kingdom of heaven is found within and I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And, you know, it took mm. a lot of work to intellectually mm. understand it and then actually to to do some practices that were guiding me in because, you know, when you've built that wall or that block in yourself, it feels like, well, what am I, where, where am I? If I'm, this isn't me, then who am I? And it can be quite a scary feeling to look deeply within yourself to look at that stuff because, you know what, Danny, all of us, I don't think I've come across any human that doesn't have stuff, our stuff stuffed inside of us. You know, it's just what we've done and it's what we've carried and it's, you know, how we start expressing life and then it's, you know, life becomes life and we react to life due to this stuff stuck inside of ourselves. And then in my experiences was as I cleaned that out, as I kept doing this work, coming back home, coming back to my centre, more space started to open up internally and I was actually able to to see what was happening and then in that space I was actually able to start responding to life I was out of the the reaction to it I was out of the the fuck you <laughs> life if you can say yeah. I was actually able to see and make a choice okay if I do this and then that's going to be the result okay well do I want to do that again it just created space for me to to choose better and as I started to choose better life started to get better Right. That's amazing. But how does someone, you know, because typically people that have experienced sexual abuse, anyone that's had that experience, it's too painful for them to sit in their body because their body becomes not a trusted place to be. It becomes a scary and um, dangerous place to be, a place where you feel, um, I guess, uh, what's the word, where you feel untrust you can't trust and so you can't trust your body it becomes a place that's shameful so this is a a question if someone has had so much trauma like yourself and sexual abuse is it hard at first to be able to come back into your body when your body has not been a safe place for so long yeah definitely and it's and what I know with this work too in in the trauma work is that it's different for everybody so me it was I was numb I had no feeling so there was no sense, there was like this toughness, this numbness is the only way I can describe it. I shut down, everything shut down. Um, so yes, to come back into that and to bring awareness back into that has been a lifelong practice. It's not just something that just happened all of a sudden. It's just like I do this work every single day of my life because this is my choice and I choose to live in a place of love and freedom, not fear and scarcity. So it's a conscious choice every day. And also, too, what I've learned with this is that what happened in the past, we can never change, but we can change the way that we show up in each moment. And that's the power that we have within us is each moment is new and each moment we have a choice on how we're going to respond. So, you know, the trauma isn't what happened. It's just like how we've carried that into the present moment. So if you can see that, if you feel in that into this moment, what problem do I have in this moment right here, right now? nothing there's nothing there the trauma comes back into play when we bring back in those you know the thoughts of the past and we ruminate in the story so for me now it's just like drop the story let it go and you know that was a very harsh practice when my teacher told me you're creating your own pain stop it and I was like "Ah." 
please tell me I'm creating my own pain. It's really painful in here, which it was. But in that, I was like, okay, well, what would happen if I actually gave this a go and, and tried to stop the story, let the story go, the story of me and my pain and me the victim and poor me, you know, I'd, oh, I'd live that forever. Poor me, poor me. Oh, I deserve another wine and I deserve another whatever's was going around, you know, because I've had this and it was kind of like my, it's kind of like my ego. It was like, well, don't fuck with me. I've got this trauma and I'll do whatever I want. Like that's kind of the place I was living from and that was my excuse of, well, I'll just keep drinking. I can do what I want, you know. I've got this pain and this is what I'm going to do about it. just became real, I don't know, what I sensed in that eventually is that that's not me. Like what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just trying to block myself from feeling it. And then it was, you know, it's very it's it's very hard to come back into the body and back into that place where that stuff exists. But you, you can heal yourself and we can heal ourselves. I know that. I know that every person is 100% capable of healing themselves. They just need to learn the tools. And coming mm. back to my heart has been my greatest healing. And, you know, the heart is the intuitive knowing of the soul and the spirit. And we're guided from that place. The head is like this intellectual field of content and that's just drawing on the past it's drawing on other people's thoughts it's kind of like secondhand information if you like so now when I know that I'm just like okay whenever I'm confused or not sure about something it's like come back in and I I get quiet and I just ask myself what would love do in this moment and what is the message my heart has for me right now and and that's where the guidance comes from It's not trying to solve it. It's not trying to blame anyone. It's not trying to intellectually work it out. It's just like get quiet, drop in, and just listen. And when we get beyond the noise of the mind, there's always always this whisper of the soul, this whisper of the heart coming through. And you can feel it. Like you can feel that there's something in there other than just your thoughts. You know, Mm -hmm. this has been one of the greatest teachings too is that you are not your thoughts. If you were your thoughts, who is the one witnessing them? So if you can get that into perspective, then you know that it's okay. I have thoughts. They're just like the clouds in the sky. They're just like the weather systems. If I just come back to my center, those thoughts, those emotions, everything passes by and I'm back in that place of blue sky mind and spaciousness. And from that, you know, the inspiration, the love, the the joy, the bliss, everything arises from that place. But we need to come back here. We need to be okay to be with ourselves with this sense of tenderness and okayness with the icky and the yucky and the darkness that may reside in that space. We need to bring our light there. It makes sense, like, as you say, if someone's become really disconnected and and the further away they get from themselves, the more disconnected they are and the more dysregulated, I guess, we feel. Mm, And it makes sense why people also drink too to kind of keep that that distance, keeping the disconnection going, keeping me away from myself, keeping me away from what I truly am feeling. If I, I, I guess too, in thinking about this, I've got a question for you in, in a moment, but this is for people listening. If you have suffered deep trauma and you find it very hard to sit in your own body or to, to find that centre, I would say rather than go off and try and figure this out for yourself, it's great to reach out to 
a, a breathwork teacher like yourself, like you, Sam, or a, someone who's trained in somatic experience via Peter Levine. He's an amazing psychotherapist. Yeah. Anyone that's done anything like that. So breathwork, somatic experiencing, you know, all those kind of modalities where it's more body-based. And yeah. so you can be guided with someone to help you through the journey, to help you get through those stuck bits rather than trying to do this on your own. You yeah, know, definitely. Psychotherapy was probably out of all the therapies was the one that mm. had the most relevance to me. me. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's very, you know, body based and bringing you back and just bringing you back. And, yeah. you know, you start very gently and very slowly and that's just softening and finding safety in your body. And, yeah, you know, a couple of minutes a day just doing that, then you just build up this, again, this deeper reservoir. And that's all of a sudden it comes, you know, you start to enjoy being in that space again. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It, it can be very uncomfortable at the start, but you've got to trust yourself as well. You know, you know, definitely reach out if you feel that this is beyond you, but, you know, have a little bit of trust in yourself and, and, mm-hmm. you know, trust these kind of practices and techniques and start just sitting with yourself. You know, you're always being shown something, you know, if you get quiet enough, you, you are sort of shown what's happening internally and you are guided. Yeah. So if someone's going through a period of stress and needs to find their center, that's, you know, you feel resistance, like you, I don't want to sit still, but that mm-hmm. is what you need. How does someone find that center? Sam, I know you said just having a moment with yourself, but let's be, you know, for people that are listening, that's never someone who perhaps has never done any of this go, what, where's my fucking center? How would someone find their center? What are the first steps, the most simplest of steps that someone can take to find their center? The most simple thing is breath awareness. So, and, you know, I felt this other day, you know, going into nature too, I just had this real drop in is that if you find it hard to be, to be still with yourself, go into nature and just be in nature. And as you're in nature, just feel, feel the earth beneath your green, your the ground beneath your feet and connect in with your breath. And then that you'll start to feel this sense of aliveness, this sense of presence around you and, you know, just even being with yourself just for five minutes, you know, keep it very, very short at the start and just be in with the flow of breath. The inhale draws you in and the exhale is a sense of letting go and the breath draws you in. So set your timer on your phone for five minutes and just follow the flow of your breath. That's all you need to do. And you'll just feel that there is something happening there. And just notice how you feel at the end of that. You feel calmer. You feel more connected. You feel more grounded. And that's the only place you can start, Danny. It's no point diving into big, you know, big committed, overcommitted practices because you just fail and then that just sets you up for, you know, feeling like a failure. So you've got to be where you're at, you know, owning where you're at, you know, owning the simplicity of the path and being okay with the simplicity of, you know, being with the breath. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm breathing every day. What, what's, you know, what do I need to learn there? Just trust the simplicity of this breath, which is your life force, which is the thing that sustains you every day. Just trust into the wisdom of the breath. Give it a go. Like you've got to give it a go. You've got to be up for trying different things because, you know, if you're stuck in that rut and that tension, you know, things aren't, you're not in flow. So you need to break out and start to do just little things a little bit differently. So even if it's, you know, changing the time that you get up in the morning and changing you know, you're sitting for five minutes and then you might change to seven minutes. It's just like making these very minute changes 
to your current, you know, routine, go for a walk after dinner, just adding in little things just for you and just noticing how that starts to shift how you feel. But as I said, nature is amazing. That I, I paddled up, I did a five-hour paddle on the weekend into the um, national park and I was like, it, it really is the greatest teacher. It was so still in there and in that stillness it just made me still as well. So, you know, bushwalk, go into places where there's that vibration that you want to have within yourself, you know. just be What if in- you live in the city? What if you live in the city and you don't have, I guess you can get some indoor plants. You can get some indoor plants, but get to a park. You know, you have to ground. You have to ground in nature. It really is, you know, shoes off, touch the earth and just breathe. Mm. Get to a beach. But, uh, you know, there's always parks around in the city. So definitely mm. get in there, look at the st- look at the trees, look at the sky and just uh, connect with that, that which is around you. Mm. Can you give us a, say, one-minute grounding? Yeah, sure. We can do okay, that. so if you're driving your car, obviously, don't do this. Perhaps you might need to pull over, but if you're wherever you are right now, you can come back to it later. Take it away, Sam Brown. Yeah. So just uh, wherever you are right now, just allow yourself just to close your eyes down for a moment and just start to connect in with your breath. You're going to breathe in through the nose, following the inhale all the way in. Noticing the top of the inhale and then just relax and let the breath fall out again through the nose. Watching the exhale, bottom of the exhale, bring breath back in, bring awareness back in. And exhale, just let the breath fall out. Just following the flow of your breath. Not needing to think about anything at all. As you're following the flow of your breath, just take awareness to the soles of your feet. Just see if you can soften the soles of the feet. Take awareness to the palms of the hands and soften the palms of the hands. Take awareness to the shoulders and just soften the shoulders. Use the exhale just to soften just a little deeper. Following the breath in and out. Take awareness to the crown of your head and just soften into that space. Softening through the brain, softening through the face. And then just move your awareness now into your heart. It's like you're feeling your heart from the inside out. And as you inhale, feel the heart open and expand. And as you exhale, feel your awareness just drop deeper into that space. Inhale, open, expand. And exhale, let go and drop into your center. One more, inhale, open, expand. 
And exhale, dropping into the center. Just stay there, just for a moment. And just see what you can feel. And just ask yourself in this moment, what message does your heart have for you? And just bring awareness back to the entire body, deepening the breath. Letting the breath expand through the entire body, breathing into all the spaces, filling yourself up. And then exhaling, relaxing and letting go. Just gently bringing awareness back to the space and just simply noticing, how do you feel? Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. I needed that. And my heart told me, slow down. That's the message I was getting. <laughs> Mine was like, oh, we're having fun. You're <laughs> <laughs> such a nerd. <laughs> I love honest. that. That's just, just so beautiful. Yeah, I mm. love it. It's beautiful. So that's it. You know, it's this place of coming back in. It's a real softening. We've got to soften our edges. We've got to soften our you know, our protective parts, you know, and it's, we've all got these protective parts that have been protecting ourselves from feeling pain or, you know, feeling discomfort. It's just like, can you meet those and can you just soften them just a little and just see how that makes you feel? Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. So Sam, how does someone, okay, so say someone's listened to that and they found, you know, they found their center in that moment where you got into that heart space, they felt that centering and they feel grounded is it possible to carry that on throughout your day? How do you keep that going throughout the day? Is the this is, is what I want the, to know? Is the bit yes? Well, practice, practice makes perfect. You have to practice this stuff. You can't just do it once and expect that you're going to land back there every time. Um, and this is why we have practice. You know, this is why we do what we do. But you know, the, the, I guess the biggest trick is breath awareness, right? Breath awareness is the key, you know, honestly, because the breath can, you know, just quickly shift you from any state that you're in in any moment. But you've got to have that moment of self-awareness because what happens, you know, life gets busy and we get caught up in the distractions and our attention comes outside of ourself. So you think of yourself as this energetic being when we're in flow, the energy is flowing within and through the system. But what happens is so much external distraction outside of ourselves. So our attention leaves within and goes out. So we're looping in this way now, you know, from, you know, outside world and we're bringing the outside world in and it's kind of looping this way. So that charge can get so strong and it can really, you know, be intense. It draws us out of ourselves, and we think we've got to fix these problems and we've got to do this stuff and we've got to do, do, do. And we're kind of in this looping outside vibration. So first and foremost, you've got to be aware of when you're in that cycle. So when you need awareness to go, oh, hang on a second, I'm really like focused heavily on something outside of myself. So you've got to have that first. And then when you have that, when you notice. And so the trick to that is noticing when the body feels a little bit out of balance. You know, am I feeling tension in my body? Am I feeling this sense of urgency or rush? You know, that's a sign that the awareness has gone outside as well. You know, we're in this like, you know, it's kind of like an anxious state. Our energy leaves internal and goes external and then we're sort of focused on something outside of ourselves. And again, that's that's what creates the disconnection. But, you know, you have that moment of awareness and you're like, okay, I notice I'm in a fluster, I'm in a flap. Okay, I'm just going to connect back with my breath. So it's just that simple thing like 
feel the breath coming in, feel the breath coming out. And what that will do just in a couple of moments will just ground you back in the body. And then in that place of centeredness, you go, okay, now how am I going to respond? What's this moment asking of me right now? Mm-hmm. Instead of reacting and, and looping through this conscious, like unconscious behavior a lot of the time, we get a moment to see, oh, hang on a second, like how can I do this better? Or how do I want to show up in this moment? We get to choose how we respond instead of react. Yeah, yeah. And I think also the key is like I just looping back to what I said earlier, if you do get caught up in it, don't be too hard on yourself because some people will think that they might feel shame if they didn't stay grounded or if they got up into their head or they feel like a failure. So just remembering that we're just, we are a work in progress and then do your best when you when you have finally come down from it to then perhaps then go in and find your center. But that's why it's so handy to keep on checking in with yourself throughout the day, like having moments when you can, like I always say, like when I get into the car, just taking a moment just to, okay. And then just check in, how am I doing right now? Or, Mm. you know, in between emails or between tasks, because we tend to go boom, 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 one thing to the next. And then before you know it, our nervous system's right up here because we're yeah we're out of balance and that that is the practice mm, Danny that's that's it it's like this self-checking in you know because mm, I I think I've said this before is that you know we are a human being our natural state is in our being essence which is in our feeling but because the world is so busy and so noisy and so full-on these days there's so much going on we get really trapped in this intellectual doing aspect and we're doing 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 and we're totally you know, running on burnout because where too much energy is gone on the external, on the doing. So it's really this balancing act. And as you said, like it's this checking in. So how am I feeling in this moment? You still want to be doing and being productive in the world, but you need to be coming from a place of groundedness and centeredness. Like that's where your power is. You know, you look at the eye of a storm, where is the, where is the power? It's in the center. So you're at your most powerful when you, you know, you've got this groundedness and then you can be in the world and do everything you need to do. But there's this stability that happens. It's not like we're just 100% focused outside of ourselves and everything's in our doing. Our, our self-worth is wrapped up in our doing and, you know, this people-pleasing and all of this stuff that comes along with that. It's like this balance. It's just like checking in. How am I feeling in this moment? That's that's the golden question. Yeah, amazing. Do you ever get into a flap? Does Sam Brown get into a flap? Do I get into a flap? Oh, I did. I got into a flap two nights ago, actually. I, I really got into a flap. I <laughs> did. And I had to get angry about something that really has been, it's it's a trigger for me. It's I, So the first thing happened, something happened. I saw something and I, and I laughed. I laughed and I went, this is funny. This is funny. I'm okay. And then internally I was like, oh, great. That didn't piss me off. <laughs> I was like not in a flap about it. And then I saw something else happened. Same, same thing, same person. And then I was like, right. And uh, yeah, I, I got in a flap about that. I let it go. You know, I, I processed it. The charge of the energy was very strong. There was a lot of words associated <laughs> with it, but I let it out. I let it go. And then I was like, right, does that feel better? And it was like, yes, it does. Okay, we let that go now. <laughs> but most of the time, you know, I, I catch myself, you know, I catch myself a lot of the time. It's not as messy as it used to be, but definitely, you know, we're human. Like we're meant mm. to still feel things and still get triggered by stuff. Nobody's perfect. Like even my teachers, they're still they're still making mistakes and being human too. And it's not even mistakes. It's just being human. Like human is messy. <laughs> human yep. is intense. And yep. all we can do is do our best. You know, we can just got to be honest with ourselves, own our own stuff and, and do our best. Be kind, loving humans and do our best. But, you know, honour the fact that 
we're going to make mistakes and we're going to get, you know, frustrated and that's okay. It's totally yeah. okay. As long as you're moving in the direction that you want to be moving with and, you, you, you know, you're coming from a place of love, not fear, you, you, you're doing your best, you know, you're not just unconsciously flapping your way through life and blaming everyone. It's kind of like not that. It's just like owning that part of yourself that, you know, when you do get flustered or frustrated, it's like, okay, what part of me was getting triggered by that? Like doing the internal work and coming back in going, wow, that that was intense. You know, I was really annoyed in that moment. What was it inside me that was being triggered by that? So remember, it's never, it's never life that's the problem. It's the problem is the stuff that you've got inside you that's unprocessed, that's being triggered by that situation outside of yourself. So it's not ever about blaming life or someone else. It's about, wow, that really got me. What what was it about that situation that made me feel so angry, frustrated, shameful, guilty, whatever it is? Like that, that's that's the magic right there. Like life is only ever providing you with the situation to grow and evolve it's like the universe it's funny too when you get to, like you said like you, you see a few things you're like oh, oh, oh whatever or I'm gonna have some compassion but then it keeps going so I had a situation with my daughter on the weekend and she's having some issues we were talking about earlier with some girls from school and girls you know and something happened with her on the weekend and this girl I could just see her like I could see what she was doing to Sunny and I was starting to get furious where previously before I'm like just have compassion da, 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 da. And I felt this rage come up in me and old Danny would have gone and saw the parent and, and told the kid off, you know, but I had this moment, this, this reaction where the rage just, and I could feel it, Sam Brown, I could feel it in my chest and it's rising and I'm playing in my head what I'm going to go over and say to the parent. And, and I thought, no, don't do that, Danny, because that never, it's never a good outcome. When you go into your ranger rage, there's not a good outcome. And then I then I'll feel guilty and I feel terrible. And previously in the past, I would have been up blackout drunk that night. And so this was really interesting. And this is one thing that I learned from doing so much work and reading so much Michael Singer stuff. So I went into the body. Where can I feel? I could feel the rage in me. And I thought, just be with it. Just be with it. Just be with it. Don't go. Don't go off. Don't react. Yeah. And let it process. Let it move through. And do you know what was the weirdest thing I was sharing with my group on Sunday? I could feel it come up and rise and it kind of went up into my throat and then it kind of came down and went it's like I could feel it coming down through my arms this heat this hot energy this Mm. anger energy I sound so fucking woo-woo right now but just stay with me people (laughs) I know you've got this there bro and then and I could feel it in my hands at the end I kind of shook my hands up like that I was still a bit triggered but I hadn't had that big response, that big reaction, which I would normally do. And, mm. and I could sort of calm down a bit. I went into the breath, just like I told Sunny to do earlier, just stay with your breath if they, you know, shit starts. And I took a few breaths and we left. And it's such a better thing for Sunny to see as well, rather than me flying off the handle. And of course I want to show that I'm protecting her and everything, but it wasn't the right time. It wasn't appropriate. Yeah. And so that was great. That was a fucking win. So yeah, that's you know. good because in that moment, the energetic charge is so, is so full on, like, and, and it can get you, it can pull you into the grips. Ooh. And then all of a sudden you're reacting out of that. And that is never, that's never peaceful, calm and pretty. That's always messy, sloppy and <laughs> regretful. <laughs> 
So you want to be, you want to let that charge move through you. And as you said, shaking is the perfect thing. If you watch animals in nature, I think I've talked about this before too, the ducks, when they have a fight, they go away and then they shake. So you've got to shake. It's an energetic charge coming up. So you need to move that energy through the body. And then you review the situation. And then if you, you know, you come back and you go, do I really need to do anything about this? You're coming from you know, the energetic charge isn't there as strong. You're coming from a place of more love, more calmness, more groundedness. Mm. And that's what will land better with anyone. You know, if someone comes and yells at you, you're just like, you idiot, like what's wrong with them? Mm. You know, like that's, that's you, you don't really listen to people that are, you know, losing their shit because you, they're unstable. You're like, you're the crazy one. So you don't want to come across as the crazy one. You want to let that charge move through you, acknowledge that the energy is moving through you and be like, wow, this is great. I'm not going to react in this moment let that move through, let me ground back in my center. And now how do I respond? Like, and then he, it's not like you're dismissing the moment because if sometimes things happen and you need to stand up for your child. So it's not mm. being totally dismissive to life. And like, I'm just going to stay quiet and let the energy mm. move through my body. It's just like, no, I'm going to let the energy move, let the charge dissipate. And then I'm going to respond from a place of grounded and calmness. And that is more powerful than anything else that you can do. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's again, it's it's never this dismissiveness. You know, when we're coming back to our center and being peaceful, it's no, it's coming from our center, coming from our our real strength, not our ego strength. You know, ego it, can say a million things and think it's super tough. God, I thought I was the toughest kid in the block. It was just like, don't fuck with me at my fourteen year old tough self. Um, you know, and that was what that was was just you know that expressing in me was fear. Mm. yeah I was that was I was so fearful you know I was fearful of myself and it just I was like if I put on this big toughness people might see me in a different way but all it was was my fear playing out and it was it was sloppy it was messy yeah absolutely it gives you a like you were saying just pulling back there it's just it gives it actually puts you in a situation of more power when you're not mm. kind of having this kind of knee-jerk reaction then blah, exploding or and then feeling shame and remorse and all and all fucked up about it. Now I've got to go drink to settle my nerves. If you can just take the moment and let it do its cycle, let the emotions cycle through and feel it, move it through your body mm. and then get grounded. And then you decide how you're going to respond. And in Gabor Mate's new book is out, The Myth of Normal, and I've been listening to it on Audible. And it's brilliant. Oh, my God, it's so fucking brilliant, of course. But, you know, he talk, and he's talked about this in the course as well, is having response flexibility. So that we're not just knee jerk reacting, we're having this flexibility so we can respond in a different way, kind of like what we were talking about last week. But yeah. having and that's that, what, that's what this breath work and everything does. These practices that it yes. extends your bandwidth of what you can be with. You yeah, know? yeah. So we're not, you know, if you've got all this stuff packaged in and all this, you know, stuff, you know, it's taken up all your internal space, so you've got no space to respond. So you you you, you knee jerking to everything that happens as you clear this out create more space, you know, you create more stability in your nervous system and more strength in your nervous system, your vagal nerve tone improves and all of that. So you, you're internally more stable and grounded. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. And his work is just absolutely brilliant. I've, you know, he's done so many great podcasts lately. He's just so on fire. His, his work is amazing. Amazing, Sam Brown. Thank you so much. So people listening, you know, work on that kind of finding your centre and knowing that you haven't failed if you do lose your center we all do but then seeing if you can carry it see how long you can carry it on throughout your day and see how long you can stay centered and grounded and keep checking in with yourself and going into that space within your heart I think it's super important and it stops that knee-jerk reaction perhaps 
reaching for a drink to not feel it anymore. Um, it's yeah. it's a wonderful practice to work towards. And we're all still learning. We're all on this journey. We're all human. We're still learning. Yeah. And it does, I will just say that it does, It that's why I love the practices that I teach is because you need a way to discharge that energy through the system as well. So sometimes it doesn't just occur just by, you know, calling a friend and having a big chat. That energy has such a strong charge and we really need to to do practices and techniques to move it, it through so it doesn't build up. And, and as the, you know, the breath is like the perfect tool for cleansing out internally. So yeah, it's, Absolutely. I've seen it, you know, transform so many lives and so many people it's helped to, to just to stabilize and um, yeah, you know, your own internal power is what you have. That's what you have control of. So mm, amazing. I also want to bring up too, you've got two spots left for your amazing trip to India, which just sounds fucking phenomenal. And there's two spots left for that trip. So I'd say if anyone's listening, they're interested on going to India with the beautiful Sam Brown. Oh my God. Could you think of anything better? Sam Brown and Dahl, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pretty Dahl magical trip. I'm going with uh, one amazing uh, friend and teacher, Ridika, who's actually from Up Your Way, Danny. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's going to be an amazing trip. We're going back to uh, Rishikesh and we're going back to the, you know, the home of where my teacher lives in uh, Sattva and participating in the um, Sattva Summit for seven days and then touring all the sacred sites. So there is an energy in, in, in India that when you land, you just feel like, oh, you just feel like you're at home. It's it's such a supportive environment, you know, if you're ready to do the deep work and um, have an experience, it's definitely going to be pretty special. Well, those lucky people that get to experience that with you, I'm sure, I absolutely have no doubt it would be super life-changing. How many people are you taking on that trip? Uh, we're taking 10. 10, wow, amazing. Yeah. That yeah. sounds incredible. Well, if anyone's interested in that, just hit Sam Brown up for some more info. And, um, I mean, that would just be incredible. And you've always got lots of amazing stuff going on, lots of retreats and breath courses. and um, the, the two Byron retreats are sold out, but there'll be more next year. Something super mm-hmm. exciting I have is um, partnering with um, Maddie from Sound Healing Australia. And our first event has sold out, but we've just opened updates for a second one, which is on the 7th of October. It's in Sydney, in Cronulla. It's a somatic breathwork journey paired with his amazing musical vibrations and sound. So it's going to be a very deep dive. Um, somatic breathwork is amazing for releasing trauma and stress from the system. So paired with his music it's going to be uh, super special and super yummy and it's at my home so we've uh and my house has just recently been built for this purpose for uh you know creating space to host um you know events like this and um create a you know a community where we share beautiful yummy um, practices techniques special events with special humans so super that excited for that incredible. the first one sold out didn't it First one sold out in 48 hours. So, uh, yeah, oh. we're keeping that group pretty small. So there's only 15. I think we're Amazing. down to only about seven spots left. So, yeah. For the second one? For the second one. Yeah. Oh, God, God. Incredible. I'm actually going to a sound as one of Maddie's sessions on Friday. I'm going to their sound healing thing in Byron on Friday, which I can't wait. Oh, I'm looking forward point. to that and hopefully get you guys up here to do one soon. Yes, hopefully soon. Thank you so much for your time yet again. You're incredible. Love your work and see you next week. Great. Love you too and uh, see you next week. Bye. 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 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.